But I just feel like if I look at the retention of every episode, it just falls after like 18 minutes, 25 minutes, those like mm-hmm. between there. And so I'm, that's why I'm like always eager to, I, to figure that out. I don't know. Maybe that's something we need to do differently, but that's, yeah, that was bro. kind of a reason there. Yeah. We listened to the Garmy at one point, you know, but then we're just love the game too <laughs> yeah. much, dude. They were like, we need to listen to us more. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to, li- you know what? I'll just, I want to keep listening. So we're going longer. <laughs> this is David Funk and you're listening to Fits of Faith. Yeah, dude. Yes. Yes. I'm calling you every morning to get my day started. That was that was beautiful. Thank you. Bro, I am here for you, just like we're here for the rest of the Garmy. Garmy, welcome back to another episode of Fits of Faith. I am your host, as always, the Prince of Prayer, Carson Cooper, and I'm joined by my guy, the Osho himself, Theo, Reverend Ryan. Theo, how you doing, big guy? Doing so good. Pumped upon. Dude, we have been, let's just say, uh, rivers and valley, mountaintops, valley lows. We've been going through some things, <laughs> but we're back. We're back. We're back. Listen, the devil tried to keep us down, but we're we're in there like swimwear, and we've got Trace Garner on the pod, and we're ready to go crazy. Um, but before we do a single thi- thing, Theo, why don't you do what you do best? Yes, Trace, we are going to hit you with the infamous fit check. So my question is, would you like God to rain down blessings on your life? Or would you like him to well something up? Meaning, would you like to start your fit check from head to toe or toe to head? Ooh, okay. Uh, what, what usually happens? I feel like toe to head. I feel like yeah. that's, that's the way. Well, that is a great choice. And all choices are great. Okay. But the real ones know uh-huh. that it's from the inside out. Okay. Mm. Mm. But you can go for toe to head. <laughs> okay. 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 He's okay. like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm just here for it, guys. This is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Trace is like, what if I got myself into? <laughs> I can't stop All smiling, right, on, bro. So I know that I'm having a good time. Uh, Amen. The fit check. Okay. So we are we're in the night. It is the night. The sun has set. And so we are in cozy hours. I got a pair. I love it. Of, uh, I got a pair of navy blue, just Vans Authentics. They are... Oh, I like that, dude. The visual visuals, we can confirm. Uh, yeah, the Vans Authentics, which are key uh, to do the like authentic retros, because they are like way higher quality. Uh, for like 20 bucks more, they're way higher quality, so I always go Vans You're meaning authentic. like the Vans Vault pairs? Vans Vault Authentic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. Uh, and then I have some white Adidas socks, you know? Love nice. That's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the Colgate, the Colgate, the Colgate. <laughs> uh, I have all white, baby. A pair of the uh, Lululemon five inch running run, uh, runner shorts. Ooh, yeah. Uh, those are my favorite shorts to run in right now and the most comfortable. They got a little phone pocket. Uh, mm. And then I got a, uh, what do we We got a, we got a vintage inside out. Arlie T, because the Guna Grunge. You know what I'm saying? That's good. And the, and the Titan of Twisting Throttle, yeah, should I say? Look out! And then, uh, and then we have a oh, we have a rude uh, hoodie, so it's like a little oversized Ooh, nice. twisted skull hoodie. Nice. Um, oh dang! And then, la la. The- and then a uh, and then my headphones, which are the AirPod Max, and that and that C yeah, phone. Yeah, they're swaggy. That nice. C phone. Nice. 
the seafoam so you can see home. I will say the fit, I like it. It looks very like, um, again, kind of, I grew up in Texas as well. Like very like hardcore person. Oh yeah. Fit. Like, like you could be pumping in the pit yeah. at some show or your tee should just have like a, uh, single color image of like a crowd, like <laughs> swamping together. So it's very hardcore and I'm into it. I'm ready for a hardcore episode. Theo, what did I just lay my eyes and ears on, bro? That was a complete fit check. <laughs> a complete fit check. <laughs> Dude, y'all are Trace, reading my mail right now. This is great. <laughs> Trace, longtime listeners of the pod will know that there are three main subjects and they are Garms. Clothes and shoes. God. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the guys. Carson and Theo. Exactly what we're thinking. We're going to start off with the guys. As I said in the intro, and I didn't feel we're, we're a little rusty, but we can't be stopped. Come on. He's an artist. He's a designer. Mm. And he's a fellow podcaster. Mm. He's the host of the podcast called Make It Pop. Yeah. Featuring guest of the show, our designer himself, Josh. Uh, what's his name? What's his last name? Wait, go ahead. What? Whiting. What, what is it? Whiting. 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 Dude, so many other W names were Just going through so my head, like Josh W's. The one Josh W that you and I know who's also a designer, yeah. but I could not say it. Shout and then, out. of course, Josh Wellborn. Yep. But he, he co-hosts the pod of Make It Pop, and they're constantly talking about sick quality design content and leadership and, and being a designer. So, Trace, I would love just to le- learn a little bit more about who you are um, as you're kind of positioned in this multi hyphenated art for a living dude. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me here and thanks for going through all this. This is super fun. I think, I think I've always found myself at like in the middle ground and the cross sections of doing, uh, way too much and having way too many interests. And so yes. as I've kind oh, of made right. myself through high school and college and now into a professional career, it's still, uh, it's still very prevalent in my professional life. Um, and so I kind of just, I kind of just try to merge all of those in every sector as possible, you know, whether it's painting or whether it's creative or whether it's running a team and working with a team and large scale projects or kind of individual personal projects, a little bit of everything, uh, a little bit of everything, all that. Okay. Right. So all at <laughs> yes. once. And, um, and, uh, and I, I, how I, I feel like how I've often described um, what I like is, is kind of like, um, I'm a fan of big fans. And so I really love Mm. people that have a passion and an obsession. And I just love to like hype them up about that and learn more. Uh, and that's why Josh, I mean, we'll start here. This is like the closest kind of thread to, um, to you guys is like, that's where Josh and I just clicked immediately. It's like, he's so, incredibly uh uh just passionate about creative and about helping the local church Mm. um and then also just like uh, unabashed he's himself only and so uh it was really it it just made conversation really really easy really easy between us um and then considering that you know put in dozens of hours a week of creative we had a lot to talk about um and that's where make it pop came uh came from and, and why it why it's so much fun to do every week. Yes, it's super fun. My only critique is, man, we need longer episodes, dude. It's like mm-hmm. I'm just getting into it, and you're like, all right, well, and that's then, all we got for I this week. It. I know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, and we're done. Well, I feel like, see, this is, this is really great. I love this feedback because I want to do longer ones. I think we're both down for longer ones, but I just feel like if I look at the retention of every episode, it just falls after like 18 minutes, 25 minutes, those like mm-hmm. between there. And so 
I'm that's where I'm like always eager to I, to figure that out. I don't know, maybe that's something we need to do differently, but that's yeah, that was bro. kind of a reason there. Yeah, we listened to the Garmy at one point, you know, but then we just <laughs> love the game too yeah. much, dude. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> we can't cut it off. So. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to. Li- you know what? I'll just I want to keep listening, so we're going longer. <laughs> but yeah, if you have not listened to Make It Pop, it, it truly is a, a really cool podcast experience. I think you and Josh play off each other really well. Yes. Um, you know, I I've had a lot of combo with Josh. Josh, meaning Bright Cole, we love you. Yeah. Uh, and Josh is this very like kind of like the everyday church, like the small town uh, bootstrap yeah. kind of blue collar dude who's like, I love getting in the nitty gritty yeah. and making, obviously he worked with us. Um, and you kind of have this approach to working with um, some more like curated or bigger clients in the process. So I think it's a nice compliment. You, yeah. Trace Garner, are probably the best person we could ask this question. We mm-hmm. have a long standing conversation on the pod okay. about the roles of both art and design in the church. Yeah. Meaning art, the artist creates something on a canvas and they don't care if people like it or not. It's truly an expression of feeling it's creating, but design oftentimes is art that solves a problem, meaning it's leveraging the pixels and the colors to do something. So I'm curious your input in your delineage between these two concepts and how do you, how do you, you know, do you Danny Phantom, you go in and out of one, are you going ghost to become artist trace and then designer trace or is it all fluid? This is so powerful. This is beautiful. Danny Phantom. (laughs) Yeah, this is a, this this is a, this is a constant kind of problem or, you know, thing that I'm running into and to, uh, with, with my own work and then with every creative that I've worked with on a team, whether it's for Hmm. a larger client or, um, or not. I think that that's something that I kind of just have to feel out with, again, the client and the designer I'm working with, even if, again, it's a little multifaceted there because it could be myself as designer. Um, but usually I re- I really love to kind of push people um, into something that feels uncomfortable. That's something that feels like new and fresh and exciting. Uh, and hmm. so I kind of get a sense of like where they're at. If there's somebody who's like really interested in data and finding the answers and making sure it's 100% right, I usually try to push them to say like, this is art, baby. Like that it can't always be right. And it kind of stretches them in that way mm-hmm. and like pushes them uh, into something that's a little bit more abstract or a little bit more fluid. Um, and then the other way where if there's really like, there's not really a sound answer uh, and there's a little bit of kind of like, oh, we're just kind of, uh, this design is just like, a, I guess the art route, right? Where it's just kind of uh, a little bit more fluid. I try to add, well, um, there needs to be a little bit of a rationale. It's really important mm-hmm. to be able to explain why you're doing what you're doing. Um, you know, you can, you can really, I mean, even great art, like why it's great um, is because of what it makes you feel. And then why it's the, you know, why it's really great is whenever you can express and kind of talk about what, what, how it makes you feel. Um, yeah. That's what I fell in love with, with painting. Um, and that's why I fell in love with, um, even just abstract art, uh, the seventies, eighties and nineties. And just like this element of play that came into fine art. Um, I don't see it as like joking. I don't see it as like, I take it really serious. And I know that's funny to say about maybe something that looks really playful, but, uh, being able to articulate those things is so, so very important as like a, as a, as a skill set of mine to be able to then, uh, communicate and bring interest to design for clients or for individuals. Um, yeah. I'm dancing around the answer a little bit, but really I just kind of find out where they're at and then mm-hmm. go the opposite direction. Um, 
there's a there's a quote that I really love. I think about it all the time, uh, which is that like because I think it's from the book The Art of the Steel, or it's from uh, the Simon Sinek book. Um, I forgot which one it is. Someone will know. Though, start with why. Where it's one of those two where it says like, because everything's been said, everything must be said again. Um, And so it's kind of like, there's a lot out there. And so you just kind of have to find what's, what really needs to be said again and just say that clear, clearly. What was the last bit of art that you encountered that really moved you? Oh, wow. This is good. Um, what was the last piece of art that really moved me? I think probably uh, uh, right, right now, I think music is the art that is like really pushing me right now. Um, I just, Donda was, was a big one. I think like the back half of Donda that gets a little bit more, that gets a little bit more intimate um, was like really something, uh, was really something that was like transformative for Kanye's discography in terms of like articulating things about his mother that's never came out before, which was really powerful. And I appreciated that. I've also been re-listening to a lot of, uh, Willow Smith's work, like music, you know, Willow. Yeah. Okay, great. Yes, yeah. Dude, whip your hair back and forth. Whip your hair, which is, which is maybe arguably one of her worst songs, but, to me. but, but I'll tell you that like her work, like, um, in this like space of, um, punk and R and B is like incredibly interesting. And so that's been really fun. Uh, and then visual art. I mean, I have a book of Cy Twombly who's a, he's a painter and illustrator that I, I, I mean, I have a, I have that like a YouTube video of Cy Twombly work, like downloaded to my phone that I watch often. <laughs> it's probably my favorite painter. Um, and, uh, He's great. And so I actually, I mean, I looked through that book again earlier this week. So that was probably visually the work that, that really was special. That's dope. Theo, have you, you want to hear something, uh, perhaps sinful I do. is I oh, have okay. not listened to Donda at all. Dude. Like I've not cracked into it literally one yeah. wow. uh, uh, at ever. I've not listened to one single okay. second of it. Okay. Wow. Too yeah. busy whipping your hair back and forth. Dude. Yeah. Clearly I've got real music to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Willow Smith. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But what am I missing, guys? And not to say I won't, but I just, I literally haven't. So what am I missing? Inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. I think, yeah. it, I mean, I, are you a fan? Have you followed, like, Kanye's work thus far? Yes. I like, I like, like, 808s and Heartbreaks on. I am a fan more of, like, a synthy sound. Like, okay. Uh, like a synthy sound and then in the pocket, which leads me to like, I love John Bellion. Okay. Like John Bellion's one of my favorite. Tim yeah. Nessner, who's on the potter right now, who's unmiked. Um, he, I was his, one of his youth pastors way back in the day. And I remember asking him like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to go see John Bellion. And I was like, who is that? And he's like, oh, he's this guy. I love John Bellion. Now. Yeah. But just that kind of like synthy sound with like this movement oh, and yeah. motion. Like I like Kanye songs like that. Sure. Where with Jesus is King. I liked, um, I forget. I mean, there's songs that are like that, but I don't, I don't necessarily care for more of the, all the choir type stuff, Yeah. but I like that kind of like electric, like bounce and whatever, whatever. So are you a musician? Not at all. I can't play nothing but the radio. Okay. I want to become a DJ. Okay. I want to become, um, a DJ and go to DJ school, but my wife just won't believe me. What was my DJ name? She's sitting right next to me. Mm. 
I want to. Oh, well, that's my rap. My rap name is Grilled Cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my DJ name. Um, okay, because you know how, like, sometimes DJs or people on Instagram have, like, names of celebrities, but then it's, like, um, spelled different uh-huh. to fit their niche? Like, for instance, for all you young, like, coffee Instagrammers out there, someone who has a coffee account could be called Brew Barrymore. Mm. <laughs> And it would be like, oh, yeah, that's Brew Barrymore yeah, that is or great. whatever, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I wanted mine to be like John Wayne, but John is in like J-A-W-N as in clothes, like John, like John Wayne. Anyways, go on. So it's m- more about Don. That's beautiful. No, this is, this is really Tell important. about Kanye's mom. This is important. Well, I don't. I, I think, uh, look, I'm a stan, so you can't. It's hard to like. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, and, and also, like I've kind of tried to say thus far, like my favorite thing is to, this is dangerous what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say it. My favorite thing, like okay, and dude. I'm trying to get away from this, but uh, I've always like had an opinion, opinion about things. I'm trying to get away mm-hmm. from that. I want to have less opinions. It's actually something I've told my wife like dozens of times. Um, but I, so, but uh, sidetracked myself. Yeah, you should listen to it. I mean, like, it's a really, yeah. I think it's a really great position. Like, he, he's an, he's like an incredible artist. That's definitely, uh, this work is, uh, just like every album is kind of like a benchmark in his overall story. Uh, audibly, there's like a lot of things that could be better in terms of like mastering, mixing, and, and those type of things. But thematically, I think it's really strong. And and kind of like enter into it as a as a as more of a soundtrack. It's kind of more of like a screenplay, like soundtrack to the overall Donda launch experience, which is mm. how um, how he like has treated the launch of this album from everything from never saying a word the entire launch to the relationship he's had with his mom to the mother figure in his life, his now ex wife uh kim so like there's just a lot of revolving themes that are really interesting and uh, i liked how they played out in the album what's up this is a donna review podcast now yeah. so what's uh, up yeah. dude come on <laughs> and i'm not anti i just literally have not i've just i have it i'm also kind of a broken record when i'm at work uh i listen to either midland uh-huh. the country band or casey musgraves or john okay Bellion pause the same song what do you think o- of casey's new again. album here's another thing i listen to all mu- new music i listen to like everything on thursday nights nice. friday mornings i listen to it all so god what's up casey musgraves what do you think about her new well, album i love i love casey musgraves i love like the melancholy storytelling i'm kind of a sucker for like a sad country song right and so i listened to justified a whole bunch like on youtube before it came out she's she's making kind of this jump to more pop sounds with some of those country like um tendencies still left in there Mm -hmm. so i like it i need to give it more listen to um i think i was watching another kind of reviewer talk about new casey musgraves and her sound was so traditional and unique for country that's kind of sad to see her get away from the country stuff. Yeah. But it's like basically country success comes with like country radio and country radio is just awful. Yeah. I mean, it's like the stuff everyone hates. And so it's like, well, if you're getting more opportunity on more of a pop side, I guess I get it. Like she had a song with uh, the dude, the person Troy Savon, yeah. like a pop song and that's her number one yeah. song on Spotify. Yeah. So, um, she's from East Texas, so she's from kind of like my neck of the woods. Uh, there's a Mexican restaurant where I grew up, and there's like an autograph photo of her. Nice. Um, in the in the lobby of the Mexican restaurant, but um, wholesome. 
I really like her music. So she's coming to Colorado in February, I think. So me and my wife are going to try to go. Yes, so um, cool. I was into it. Um, okay, what I was asking about music. Oh, with Kanye, I felt like Jesus is King was this new... It, it created new rules for judging certain music or it gave me a different opinion on it, Theo. And here's what it was where before it was like, Hey artist, do your best to create whatever and then submit it to me. And I will say if it's good or bad or not. Right. Whether that be a, a hip hop artist or a country artist or whatever. But with Jesus as King, it was like this process of what it appeared to be his personal life and growth. So these weren't songs manufactured for the masses. They were like, personal worships or expressions of whoever Mm -hmm. and guess what i'll let y'all listen to it Mm -hmm. and so it changed the way that you judged it so like were there kanye songs that i liked more like yes i liked more synthy things that kind of bopped and grooved or like whatever (laughs) but I appreciated it for what it was. was. Love you know, obviously being a Christian, Were you just love lockdown. <laughs> it could have been, dude. dude. I kept, I have kept it locked down, and will continue to oh, keep it locked no. down. But it changed the way I think I judge some of those things. To where, like, maybe people are now creating because they're, and it's that artist vibe, right? Yeah. Like before, I thought of things as designs, like solve a problem with music, yeah. Like use beat and melody to produce something that I want to hear. Where now it's like. Hey guys, I literally just made whatever I wanted to make, and guess what? Now you get to listen to it. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I, I, I think it, I tend to lean into the artist um, a little bit more. Like I'm guilty mm-hmm. to definitely do that, and I think that's why I found myself around designers and appreciating design more. And I guess it's you know the the trade that I kind of jumped into. I have a lot of people around me that tell me to pull back, and vice versa. I get to like push a lot of designers to do something yeah. that's maybe not supposed to happen in design and in order to be interesting and memorable. Um, so yeah, I can, I can get with that. I'm in, I'm into it. I'm into it. I, like I that. love it. Speaking of being into it, I'm curious for the young um, creatives out there. This is something I was thinking about earlier. I remember myself before I became like a graphic designer or I was wanting to do more in the space of creative and, and even trying to warrant work. Yet I didn't do some of these disciplines or honestly, Tim on the pot. I'm thinking about someone like him where we've had combos and he wants to um, do creative things. He, he loves photography and print and, you know, he wants to do these things for his friends and, and create this, you know, stuff. Shout out Tim. But there's people that it's like you don't like do anything. You're just creative. So I'm curious what insight you can give people if there is a niche to double down on or if there is a discipline in that world to do. I think the thing that I first started doing was shooting photos. Hmm. And that was like my first discipline that I felt confident in. And then it went from like, oh, I took pictures of someone to now I brought that into Lightroom to now that's akin to Photoshop. And so now in Photoshop, I'm able to do more. And then Illustrator was my next. And now, now I spend a lot of time in Illustrator, but it was like, Where before, it's like, well, all I can do is take pictures. So I'm curious your recommendation to the young creative in finding that go-to discipline. Yeah. Uh, I I think I'm going to answer this two different ways. First way I would say is this is often something we have to, like, we discuss um, all the time with churches that are launching or young churches uh, is, like, there are going to be people interested in volunteering or interested in being a part of the team. 
that are creative, but they have no technical skills. Um, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like someone young can like, you know, walk on and be uh, a part of the parking team or a part of helping load in, load out. I, there's a lot of like, um, you know, portable churches that we, that I've worked with. Um, and so it was always like a challenge of like, how do you engage somebody who maybe like has an eye, uh, but doesn't really have any form of like, doesn't really have any practical skill. And often mm-hmm. there's like how that's solved is like a really great process. So we put in, we try to put into, uh, into like into motion, a process of, uh, what we call like these, uh, alliteration of like dream, um, dream, define, design, develop. And so like through these four different steps, we tried to like give space for dreaming. So like pretend there's no rules, there's no anything you, there's an unlimited budget. What would you like to do? And then define is kind of like defining that a little bit better. Now let's put in some constraints. Design means to actually execute on it. So whether that, even if you're talking about a video uh, and then develop means like now that you've done something, let's look back and see how successful it was. And often if you don't have any creative, it's like if you look at all those steps, only one of them actually requires having a creative, like an actual practice. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that there's three steps to the creative process that can be utilized without knowing how to use a camera or like how to open mm-hmm. Photoshop. Um, and so I think that there is that. And so this is like the twofold. This is where I would like tell a young designer, there's a place for you. And you should absolutely join a team. And then I would challenge them and say, but look, there's really nothing that interesting about having an eye because then you'll just run your whole life uh, or you'll hold your whole like creative journey will be frustrating because you'll have the eye of like, what is good. You can look at what's happening on Instagram and be like, I know what good design is, but you'll never know how to actually make it. And so you'll just be really, you'll just be really frustrated at all times. And so then the challenge comes to them, which is like, what are you going to do? And the first step, this is better answering your question. I always suggest that the first step is to follow something that's interesting. Make sure it's something that that, to you, make sure it's something you'll do more than once because repetition is really how you get great. And so if you, don't yeah. say don't say phot- photography because um you know don't do photography because someone said to like you gotta like it because if you shoot i would just say whichever one you like the most the, the most i would say lean into that uh yeah. and that, that journey can really take you can really go anywhere because then they'll find like you did you know you'll find photoshop you'll find go into illustrator you'll go into there's so much you can do on your phone it's kind of embarrassing like you can i don't even need i should I should just delete Illustrator. I see people designing stuff on their phone. I'm like, dang, son, what's up? Uh, so there's a lot of like tools. Um, and I'm trying, you know, to be somebody who's not like a hater and all that stuff, but really try to figure out how to make it work. And all of that is, I think, important for the design community, like that access to those type of tools. The barrier to entry is so low that you can get a lot of people in. And uh, I'm, I'm all for b- having people in here, you know. Um, so in here, meaning like the creative space, creative world. Yeah. 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 Maybe to give like different language to it. It's almost like when you have like an eye for art, um, it's like a natural gifting to it, but Mm -hmm. the goal is to turn it into a skill and actually make it to your point, repeatable, something that you can do consistently and and actually like know how to do it versus just, oh, I'm gifted at it. And there's not like much to aim it at. Yeah. Um, But it's really interesting because I think naturally like people maybe wouldn't think of the structure side of design or art or whatever goes into that, but it's such a big factor, like you were saying, of, of actually being able to do it on a consistent basis. Yeah. 
Well, you're going to be just like, I think like the main, the, the main point I'm just going to repeat because I think it's the most important thing is the frustration. Like every creative has been frustrated before. I'm telling yeah. you, it's because you haven't like pushed yourself or it's because you haven't like, it's because of the gap between <laughs> what you know is good and what you can, the level you can actually create. That is why you're frustrated is because you're yeah. seeing great work and you're like, I'm not there. That is why. Yeah. And so the more you kind of push that and, and stretch, then that starts to actually, it really never, never really goes away, but you become a little bit more capable of, 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 uh, wielding it. Totally. Right. New levels, new devils. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious though, Trace, there's moments where I've, you know, I've, I've done, Oh, I've done it all right. <laughs> Shot a couple photos, made a couple of videos, made a couple of logos, designed shirts. But when I found that a creative outlet and a creative medium was just talking, AKA podcasting, I'm like, I found it. I struck gold yeah. and I'm like, this is what I'm good at. And so I see designers like, again, Josh Whiting, yourself, um, guest, former guest of the pod, Alex Rodriguez, yeah. former guest of the pod, uh, Grant Fletcher. And I have so, so much admonishment for what they're able to do. And it's like, technically I have similar skills and could go there. Like with Alex Rodriguez, some of the textures that are in some of his work and graphics, it's like, this is nuts and insane. But I've come to a place of like, you know what? I could do this, but that's not my lane or that's not my thing. Yeah. Or I'm not that deep in that discipline. Yeah. So I'm curious for you. Or do you have any of those moments or lines in the sand? Not that it's a hard, fast rule, but you're like, you know what? I could increase in this discipline or this area, but you know what? That's just not my thing because X, Y, and Z is my thing. Oh yeah. Easy. Yes. All the time. Uh, yes. And I, do and tell. I can, Spill your beans. Yeah. I mean, I, I can get, uh, yeah, I honestly think that that was one of the, I think realizing that was one of the things that I'm going to say it like this because I think like speaking, I'm still speaking to like a young designer, a young creative right now in the church. So I'm going to say it like this because I think that it's important that, because I think other people are in this space. Like I, I think that my, I saw that really early. Um, <laughs> and I think that came from a lot of insecurity in high school, like wanting to be the best at everything. And so I just got really good at like one or two things. Um, and I just, said that the stuff that I didn't want to do was lame to kind of deflect myself <laughs> away from it. So I was like, you know, killer at this, like what I did do. Um, obviously like maturing, growing out of that, uh, what that really kind of manifests and turns into is like a healthier version of that exact same thing is realizing what you're really good at and then empowering people that are that w in what you're not good at. And, uh, um, yeah. so my very first agency job, I was 23 and within the first year that, the art director left um, the agency and I, it's funny, I, we hired a bunch of people. I was actually one of the longer employees there only at a year. And so I got pulled into an art director, uh, art director position and, um, and I ended up staying in it. And I was, and then, like I said, that was pretty young and um, at that agency. And that's, I, that's why it's because like, I didn't have any, I, I just, just put aside all form of ego that said like, I have to know how to do motion graphics to like tell to like work with motionographers of any kind, like uh, putting all that aside um, and just being able to work alongside uh, a team. And this is, kind of, I'm going to, you know, draw a line all the way to the very beginning of the conversation when I talked about articulating what good art is and like being able to, to, um, to like 
say the same thing a bunch of different ways is that is a that's like an, an incredible skill and i challenge everybody to do that to like learn how to say the exact same thing like eight different ways like practice pretend like you know and i don't know who all has children here but like how to tell my daughter like how to use a cup dude i mean you have to like be inventive like how many different ways <laughs> to tell them like how to use a straw or like not to take yeah. it so far and that exercise like do it a million times for everything um, and then do that in the creative world. I think that that is how you're able to like work with a diverse team is because, you know, someone might not understand how to, someone in the video team might not understand exactly the creative rationale between, behind some of the brand elements in this, in this brand. But you start to like, you stop saying words like, um, you know, that are really graphic designy, like hmm. grain and you like, Stop, stop saying things like yeah and you kind of good one. Just, yeah, it's a good kern on that dude way to kill that project yeah you, and you just start to use words that kind of are a little bit more storytelling and yeah and, uh it, it like kind of starts to actually apply to them and um i'm kind of realizing maybe i've got away from answering the question but i think trying to bring it back in uh is that uh is is to like be able to build up that skill of like, okay, I'm not great at this, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to own these other things and I'm going to learn what I'm interested in, but I'm going to be able to like bow to who's a little bit better, you know? Also, yeah. this is kind of a tangent, but like a lot of times this, I mean, this is how it operates in a church, but also in an agency or an in-house is like, there's usually a, ch a, a, a chain of command or some sort of, some form mm -hmm. of org chart. And so like, bowing and respecting the org chart is like so much freedom you know some people think like oh do my boss this like oh dude you get to you get to throw it on your boss's lap in the end you know what i'm saying like that is yeah, such yeah, a yeah. so like leaning into your leadership and kind of bowing to them and 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 trusting that they know what they're doing is also such a great skill because then you can kind of be a part of uh building this like the machine and, and getting the project to the finish line totally Totally. I, I love it, dude. Oh, go on. I, I got one more question for you before we yeah. go into that next section. Um, if there's some, something that like, if people were going to describe me, one of the first things they would say is I have a ton of money. And so, uh, let's say hypothetically, <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, that was money a bags yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah. over here. Yeah. So, uh, Hey guys, the Orion ministries <laughs> is ready to be flown skyrocketed. to uh, youth groups, uh, eld seniors ministry events. Yeah, come on. I mean, he will preach, he will teach, and he will... Um, I'll dance. Yeah, he also <laughs> dance. Okay, go on. So, go on, money bags. So with all the money that I have, if there's one... Rich in Bitcoin. If there's one thing that I know, it's that I want to invest in personality over some sort of idea, right? And I want to invest in you. So let's say I have 30K for you to start a brand new business. As a man of like many interests and things, right now you get to start a business with 30K with to pursue any passion that you want. Where are you going with it? Dude, okay, without giving all of it away, like classic breaking news. Uh no, I would I would uh I, I would immediately go into like platform, like product. I would build a product, which I have yeah. so I have plenty of ideas, but like yeah, I'd build a product that could be like white labeled. Um and sold and it would probably not probably i know i i'm i'm speaking vague to try to pretend <laughs> like i'm making this up but i know of course i've thought about this like laying my sleep yeah i want to i mean bringing people together communicating clearly yeah. making the best work in the world that's what i want to do so like so how can i 
what what kind of platform can we create that like lets creatives stay fluid but stay clear communicate get the job done and do it well and yeah. get paid and make as much money as you like that so some form of product to to help facilitate that is is what i'm doing that's like what that. i would do yeah okay so if you open your app store and search trace place you will find that place <laughs> trace's brand new product the trace place <laughs> Theo, great question. Speaking yeah. of loads and loads of money, we're going to now transition to our next segment of the pod, which is the Garms, where we get into the nitty gritty and meat and potatoes of the brands and styles you are feeling. So before you go off and tell us about all your favorite brands and all the money you spend on them, <laughs> I, you hit, we're hitting on something in the last section of this very um, graphic design-y conversation. And so I have this longstanding theory, and again, you're the liaison of the lenses, but I have this theory of the creative director just has to have clear glasses frames. Like their frames have to be clear because they've ascended past the need of pigment. So I'm curious, um, what started and sparked your passion for the dope um, eyepieces? <laughs> and have you ever had clear glasses frames? <laughs> Holy cow. I honestly had no idea where the question was coming. Like there was so much there that I was like, like, I hate this. I was like, Come on, Trace, don't don't act dumb. Pay attention. What is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what is happening? Okay, so yes, like glasses, sunglasses. I don't wear glasses. Uh, I've never yeah. had. I I don't think I've ever had clear. I actually, I think I might have had clear frames in my MySpace days, like in the in the like Ooh. scene trendy. Also, dude, you hit the nice. hardcore thing on Come the on. nail on the head, dude. Yeah, of course, I was like at dozens of shows moshing going off yeah. right so that was yeah just doing the two-step um, the texas two-step two step, baby to to the pencil sharpener so i probably had <laughs> yeah i probably had uh some clear glasses but um i i think uh i don't know where sunglasses always came from is that what you're asking like why i have a lot of sunglasses i don't really know man no, I just loved it. But that's something I've always observed of like the creative director. Uh -huh. Like they just have like clear glasses. And in my brain, I'm like, they've ascended. Yeah. They've ascended past the need of pigment. That's how you can. They've gone beyond. <laughs> that's how you can tell. That's how you can spot them. It's the, uh, it's the uh, bad tattoos and the clear glasses. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it, yeah. dude. Okay. But that speaking of which, dude, we're in the segment of Garm. So. Go off just real quick. Let us know about some brands and styles you really find yourself gravitating towards currently. Okay. Um, I would say all things like all things vintage. Uh, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm going to try not to like over embellish or like give too much or, you know, spend too much time on each thing. But um, yeah, always, always vintage, always reuse. Yeah. Um, it was like, um, it's trendy, but also it's really great for the environment. So not trying to, you know, I'm not going to yeah. preach here, but like uh, fast fashion is, is absolutely bananas and destroying. Um, like not only is it destroying like hundreds of creators that are trying to make it out there, uh, but it's really bad for the planet. So I'm a huge proponent of buying vintage or used clothes. Um, even like 90% of things that I buy that are um, like more current brands, um, I try to buy off grailed. That's so like pre, like uh, pre-owned, um, or something like that. That so that's like a big deal, I think, to me and and that whole that whole direction and route. Um, and then, uh, and then um, brands that I'm interested in. Let's think about this. Um, what have I bought recently? Um, 
fear of God is great. I love, I think they're, they're like this, their lookbooks and everything are so, uh, I just, what I think he's, why, okay, why, here's my opinion, of course, Trace with a million opinions. Why I think it's Can't so wait. great is because he's like uniquely positioned himself in uh, American luxury. Like whoever, you know, the Holy Spirit that gave him that description <laughs> is just so, it's so key. Because if you put on that lens of American luxury, it just all makes sense in terms of like building a, a wardrobe around like le- leisure um, and textures and like cozy and, and basketball and like a lot of these different things. I think that's like, I think it's a brand that's doing a good job of being honest at, with himself. Um, Preparing for the ep, I honestly was going to comment on that because a couple, now it would be months ago, you just had one moment, whether it was on your story, and it was just a ton of fits. Like it oh, was yeah. like you had stockpiled like 40 fits. Uh-huh. And I saw such a tasteful um, approach to fear of God, yeah. where a lot of times in the pod, we classically kind of crap on the like essentials. Jerry Boy. This is the basic youth. Yeah, like the basic youth pastor fit. Um, But you, and then shout out, um, I'll give him some love. I believe his name is Aaron Owens. He's a pastor in West Texas. He also does like more fear of God pieces and some of those loafers like really well additionally. So talk about how you've navigated doing fear of God well, um, because there's so many opportunities to do it very wrong. Yeah, dude, that's nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think I I just, it's the honesty thing. Um, and just being honest with yourself on what you actually, like what you actually, uh, want to wear. Um, and so I kind of like, this is a really, I've never said this out loud. So now I'm saying this, this could be super cringe, but I'll just, like you know, that. here we are. Yeah. I kind of, I, I guess I kind of just like decide like, okay, do I want this item? Um, so like, let's say a pair of shoes. Oh, I want to like, I want these pair of shoes. I want a pair of shoes that I can just slip on okay, does that look like this? Or is there like a luxury form of these that will elevate the look mm. to something else? Um, and does that like take away from it? Or does that actually add something to the narrative mm. there? I know that's making it, I mean, this podcast is about fits, so I can talk kind of existential yeah. and, and, and grandiose about wardrobe. But yeah, I kind of just decided like it's going to elevate something. And it's funny you brought up sunglasses. Sunglasses is also, is totally a thing that, I can wear like an inside out Harley tee and a pair of like vintage 501s and a pair of Chucks. But then I, uh, and I'll tell the story behind these in a second, but I have a pair of Louis Vuitton. They're called Mil- millionaire gla- sunglasses. They're blue tinted. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and then you can just put on a pair of Louis Vuitton sunglasses and like everything is just like ascended. And I don't know if that's how I feel or if that's actually what's coming across, mm-hmm. but there's something about it that's just like really, really fun to kind of pair those things. Um, and it's a lot, it's like totally in trend right now. There's like the norm core kind of like workman uh, aesthetic that even like celeb- that, you know, celebrities that uh, are, are, are rocking right now. Um, and mm-hmm. I just, uh, I, I just love that. I love that feel. Um, and I think that's, that comes through with all of them. So I think with everything, I kind of like try to, I don't like to wear, I don't like to wear all of the same, you know, I have a pair of essentials hoodies. I have a pair of like Supreme socks. I have a pair of, 
uh, I, you know, I have expensive, crazy sneakers. I have this hoodie. I have like a rude hat, but I don't wear them all at the same time. That would be bananas. Yeah. Oh yes. That would yeah. be absolutely they just, um, bananas. Theo. So yeah. Yeah. Theo, I don't know if you read it, but Blackbird spy plane, yep. um, there is a dope newsletter. I don't know if you I subscribe don't. to that trace, but it's a, it's super cool. Like just awesome newsletter about fashion and, and, um, journalism and, and culture, blah, blah, blah. But in the article today, it talked about just like knowing logos and like it had these two graphs. It's really funny, too, but they had these two graphs of like like bathroom stick men. And it's like, which of these is wearing too many logos? Trick question. Both of these guys are wearing too many logos. And yeah. it was like exactly what you're saying. One thing, too, I've appreciated about your personal style that I've observed from Instagram and which really kind of hits on the topic that you just talked about of like, hey, I'm going to look for whether that be because affordable is a diff, it's different for everyone. Yeah. And that's also like it's OK that you have money and work hard and it's OK if you if you don't right now. And so you're making it work and it's so it's literally OK all the time. But um, I saw Shia LaBeouf wear Golden Goose sneakers yeah. with white socks and I was so stoked on oh, them. I'm like, yeah. those look so tight. But I was like, that's a steep retail price yeah. for some sneakers. You know what? I'm going to go an alternative. And so I got Veja uh-huh. sneakers, like a, a low top white that was like 100 bucks, And I wore those for about a year to recreate the and look. And you went back and got Golden Goose, it, didn't you? And I, boy, Sorry. do I have them. Yeah. I didn't mean to spoil that. Sorry. I didn't know. I just knew. I could feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you knew. And so it's to that exact point of when I went to the Golden Goose store in scottsdale and tried them on there was a certain confidence and a feel of the construction again it being luxury it essentially was the same thing that i had right it was the same thing as the veja or the uh or whatever yeah. like a white low top leather sneaker but there was something about this one and so i always recommend like if there is a high price item you want to go after look for a lower price version to see if you like the cut yeah. and the aesthetic and if it satisfies your desire for that thing then you're good yeah like if the vasia would have satisfied my desire i would have been good but it didn't yeah and now bro like i'm me we're we're great let's just say we're gone off the goose if you know what i'm Dude, saying let's me get and it. my wife let's get it so we went Dude, I, my wife took our son both both of them not just one. Oh, did you <laughs> buy your kids a pair i am like so bro, close i want to so badly buy we, my daughter we went to the she went to the cherry creek mall in denver and just had our son try them on and they were so cute oh, but it was like yeah. Does my two-year-old need three hundred dollars shoes? Yeah, dog. It's Ugh. it's heavy. Uh, how old is he? But he may. You know how old is he? He's two. He's two. Okay, yeah. He's literally two. Yeah, I don't know if Violet. My daughter's name is Violet. I don't know if she will if she fits him yet. But I, I mean, I'm gonna. I don't know. I the only. I tried to justify it by we have a really close couple friend who has a uh, a daughter who's three, so she's like a year and a half older than Violet. And I, we talked about going in 50-50, like, with our friends. And their daughter would wear them until she grew out of them. And then my daughter would wear them, so it would feel, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That hasn't happened yet. I know that's ridiculous. But I've bought Violet Yeezys already. And, and um, so I, know it's, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's most likely, you know, it's probably going to happen. I love it. Dude, when you take a look at your personal style as well, which 
do we should do another podcast all about like kids fashion and the investment of kids clothes and bro speaking of that 30k that theo's given us yeah. dude i got a business idea yeah. uh let's just say that has to do with kids clothes yeah. and you know whatever um but what i liked about observing your personal style was that it um seemed akin to mine in the way of it appeared you were either wearing some sort of like dress shirt or semi-smart wear or a quality basic or vintage so I'm curious if you fall in the same boat as me as I, I try to gravitate. I don't necessarily wear graphics. I don't wear like, uh, you know, brand new graphics, lest they be vintage or clearly I've got my Huntington beach, you know, um, $30 beach middle of the mall yeah. sweatshirt. But I'm curious where you fall on the, the graphic Tedum. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I turn, I, I turn a lot of them inside out. I'll go back and forth. Um, between <clears throat> between it but yeah i actually stay away from, i i mean not stay away i don't even like think no i'm not gonna get that but um i don't buy a lot of graphic tees i can tell you that right now i i i have um i have several i have a few harley i actually i ride a motorcycle so i have a few bike shirts i ride a bike so i have a few bike shirts and honda shirts uh suzuki shirts um so there's some of that in there. Uh, and then I do have a rude t-shirt as well. I bought that probably two and a half years ago. Um, whenever, um, I was like, I found, I found the designer or the, the, you know, the guy who started it. Ruigi. Yeah, Ruigi. So I found him on, on Instagram actually because of his hand tattoos. Like I was on my Explorer and there was like a photo of his hand and it had a palm tree tattoo and I thought it was dope. So I just went to it and, and then I found him and then found his brand. Um, and, uh, but I've had it for a while now. Um, that was a long way to answer that. Yeah. Usually I try to stay, dude, the guy, like you ask about brands, what's funny is I kind of thinking through, I guess I just kind of find people that I like the look of and, mm. and I, and I know like, okay, Jonah Hill, like I don't live in Malibu, so I can't copy him completely, but I dig the honesty behind the fit. Um, and I can, I can rock with that. You know, like there's a guy, if you want to, if you want to like know what I want to look like 90% of the time, there's an, a guy on Instagram named Julian Fetterman. He's, uh, Ooh, I'll look it up. he's dude, this is gold. He's got like 8,000 followers. He's not even big. And he is just like, he's got it. Like it's an honest, um, Shia LaBeouf kind of like aesthetic. And he similarly will pair like a wife beater and a, fl a vintage flannel with like Visum boots that are like three grand and it, it just all looks so clean. Um, and the, the qualities there. Uh, so there's that element of, of like, I guess personalities that I'll, I'll, I'll typically follow before brands. That's why I'm investing 30,000 into you, the personality. Hey, thank you. Dude, Appreciate that. Come on. <laughs> I'm curious before we move on yeah. as you're constructing personal style there on the Gulf Coast, also known as the third coast of the US Ooh. down in H-Town, yeah. aka Screwston. Let's get it. What do you feel is the dichotomy of like Texas style? Um because clearly things can typically come from the coast. You hit on a bunch of great style tenants of Jonah Hill in that Malibu um, surf aesthetic. And I've also seen you, and correct me if I'm wrong, dude, but it seemed like the Christmas card family photos were definitely Amelie on door inspired. Mm -hmm. um, and so ALD on the East Coast is absolutely killing it with that aesthetic. Yeah. But you're in a similar situation where Theo and I found ourselves of like, it's hot here. So yeah, like I want to wear a dope like P 
pea coat that's herringbone with a sweater and a vest and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not always given the freedom. So how have you navigated personal style? And do you feel like any Texas uh, aspects are alive and well in your personal style? Um, I'm going to answer this questions backwards. So like in terms of Texas style, I, I, I think of like Western, which is super hot right now. But I cannot mm-hmm. honestly wear it to Western and feel like I'm being anything close to myself. I have a pair of cowboy mm-hmm. boots, um, and I've yeah, I've bro. worn those to like a funerals, and that's pretty much like where that stays. I don't I don't mm-hmm. really feel like that. Uh, that really works. But dude, it's always an issue, especially because you can ask my wife. I am a jacket fiend. Uh, more than just as bad as shoes are jackets. I mean, I have jackets that I haven't worn because I bought them three months ago and it's 92 degrees today. Um, yeah. And it's a problem. So I am constantly in that struggle. So I usually just do, I, I, you, you do the opposite where you either got jeans and closed toed shoes and a t-shirt or you go the opposite where you try to do shorts and you put on, you can wear a, a hoodie, uh, like, you know, short, you got shorts and you wear long sleeves or you do long pants and you can wear short sleeves. Uh, you also just like, you, I think something about being in Texas, you just have to have the mental fortitude to just tell yourself it's not hot. You you can do this, wear this hoodie. It's going to be okay. You just got to have that. You got to have that mental toughness. And honestly, it's not for everybody and it's all good. I'm not trying to like, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, but there, there's (laughs) definitely something there. I feel like with just having to, having to rock with it um in terms of uh in terms of like houston style and texas uh, like yeah texas or houston kind of aesthetic i dude i think this like like west i'm gonna say i'm not i know i'm not a part of the western but there's an element of the western boho kind of like um marfa aesthetic that has made itself Mm -hmm. to like new york and stuff two, three years ago that was absolutely a part and built in Texas um, before it was like really that kind of Western boho. Um, and uh, so I really, I love that there's actually a little bit of influence from the central uh, United States that's made itself, made its way like out West and East. Um, the family fits where, yeah, exactly. You got, you hit the nail on the head that I was looking at that, that foot. And I actually just got the new balance. I just got a pair of the new balance uh, uh, 550s. Nice. The lows. Yeah, yeah, the lows. Nice. Yes. I the, forgot the colorway. It's the best one, so you'll know which one I'm talking about. Like, there's really, yeah, of course, the, the green and yellow. The yellow yeah, there's only yeah, one. Yeah, there's really only like there's only one. So that yeah, I got those. I that was the most recent pickup. Um, yeah, it was fire. That and then also, if you want to go look, um, whenever it was there was also a jerry lorenzo photo shoot for one of his magazines like he wasn't featured in a magazine and he did a shoot um and it was based off of that as well so i kind of pulled some mood boards together and got our photographer and was mm-hmm. like make me look like this oh my gosh <laughs> i love it dude all right speaking of there only being one we're now going to transition to the final segment of the pod which is god where we give you the platform to go off on what god is doing in your life See, this is where a whole nother hour of the podcast can come through. Come on. So, yeah, classic. Uh, yeah, right. Like for part two. Like for part, like for part <laughs> two. Go ahead and comment right now below if you think you can guess what's going to happen. And uh, anyway, we'll go back and read this. Um, 
yeah, so I don't know if we were, I don't remember if we were recording in the beginning, but I, I've recently kind of stepped away from all my full-time gigs and I'm, I'm fully contract now. Um, I still, con- I still, fu- I still get the contract with, uh, Yellowbox and I still contract with a few of my other clients, but, um, I've, uh, through a few other funnels like Good Measure, uh, which is an organization that my buddy and I run, uh, I've just been rocking that free, uh, freelance life for, um, I've kind of like taken a really, like I didn't do like a full dive into it. I've kind of taken a slow approach So probably since like February of this year has really been, um, when I started that. And I would say that this month is really the first month that that's feeling the most, um, it's like I'm fully in the pool now of freelance world. Um, and, and that is where, you know, answer the question, what's God doing in your life? I hope he's here. Um, so I hope he's in this <laughs> Come part. On. Like, this is the part. Of you the, and me, bro. Yeah, so this is. I'm with you, dude. Yeah, and, and it's, taken an, it's take, taking an immense amount of, like, reminding myself that, like, he's got me. And he's the only, mm-hmm. like, God's the only thing. He's the only one that's going to know the full story. He's the only one that's going to yeah. defend me. I have to like fully trust that like this is what it is and he's and and he's got me. Um and I'm talking maybe kind of like vague or something, but that's really where my where my mental is right now is like there's so much uh just ambiguous and kind of like just abstract kind of things happening and and what my career looks like. So I think that that's the thing that um, that the Lord and I and my wife have been um, really praying on and working on. We, we <laughs> my wife and I do those little um, do those U version kind of like uh, uh, what are they what are they called um, reading devotionals? Plans. Yeah, reading plans. Thank you. I was about to say chat Bible. I, 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 we're, we're, yeah, <laughs> uh, the scriptures. Um, we do those reading plans, and right now we're yeah. going through one about uh, the Holy Spirit and um spiritual gifts and not just like spiritual gifts but like seeing the fruit of the spirit so how they're mm-hmm. different and mm-hmm. i know for a fact that like i i'm constantly challenged by like am i leaning on my spiritual gifts or am i actually looking mm-hmm. for the fruit and the work yeah. that's being done and so that's i think the theme um g- g- stepping into this next season is like really um having eyes and ears for the fruit and not just like beefing up my uh, gifts and saying hmm. like, it's going to work out because I can work hard enough. Like that's not going to, that's not going to work. I can't do it. I can't be the right. one. Yeah. Dude, that beautifully said Theo and I, let's just say we have an episode about all those kind of ambiguous question marks coming soon. Great. But, uh, Trace Garner, dude, you absolutely killed all three sections of the podcast. Before we get you out of here though, we have to touch on the post tithe pickup, AKA the PTP. Meaning, after you paid your 10% to the good Lord, what was the last item, clothing or otherwise, that you picked up that you're stoked on? And then what is the next item you have your sight set on ready to pull that trigger? Beautiful. Uh, let me think. Okay, so I'm, it's a little skewed because it was just my birthday and it was the 30th. So it was kind of... Oh, a, happy birthday, dude. It's kind of a... So I got something for my birthday uh, that I've wanted for a while. So I, that is... Like, it was a, it's a gift and, a, you know... Yeah, at the course. same time investment and yeah so that was a, i got a new wallet i got a louis vuitton wallet like a little card, card okay. yeah so uh so that's fun um so then too before we that we go there too i think 
maybe the normal listener's idea of Louis Vuitton is like all over brown gold monogram, yeah. or maybe they're thinking Virgil Abloh. What's your approach? Because I'm sure um, there's some there, there's some sort of taste involved. The, yeah. So I um I I know I, yeah. So I'm not trying to make this like I guess is yeah. No, this is how I think. So I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. So like I. I think I have something for Louis Vuitton because of actually my dad. Um, he like he he had a Louis Vuitton wallet, and I remember uh, when I was like 14, he got a diff, a new one, and he gave me his old one that was like ripped. And I remember going to high school with like a ripped, torn up Louis Vuitton wallet, and I thought it was the dopest thing that's ever happened. And yeah. uh, and so there's like that element of that, um, and that's why I went back. I think that's. I mean, I don't think like when I thought about like, ooh, I want a nice wallet. I thought like, ooh, I want a Louis Vuitton wallet like my dad had. Yeah. Uh, and so I got a classic print, but I was feeling a little, I was feeling a little sassy. I'm feeling a little crazy. So I got, mm. I got like they have a cobalt blue, like a really bright blue leather. Um, and so it's the it's the traditional like monogram, but it's in like the blue. Okay. Yeah, so, ooh, yeah, so, that's sick. Yeah. So there's like it's a pretty simple little like card card holder like fold. Uh, but it's in that blue, which is like just saucy. To match the frames. To match the frames, exactly, exactly. To match the frames. I love it. Okay, then what's the next item you have your eyes set on? Um, the next item that I have uh, my eyes set on is probably also a big one. So like I did a big shoe purge like a year and a half ago. Um, sold a bunch of of everything. I sold like all my Jordan ones except for one pair. I sold like mm-hmm. all my Yeezys, Yeezys except for two pairs. I sold like all my designer. I sold a bunch of boots. And so I'm really, I have like a solid 10, which I really love having like a solid, like a, a tighter, which is still a lot of shoes I know, but like a, I have like a tighter uniform there. But the grail, the grail that I want is, uh, is the uh, off-white Jordan 1 Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. I was able to okay. get like, two pairs of the off-whites for retail when they were all coming out. Um, and, but it wasn't the Chicago's and that's what I want. So I'm probably just going to like save up for the next year, two, three, see what happens. <laughs> and, and then it's like, yeah, you got a car you can sell <laughs> for real. Those things are no joke. And that True. is, is no joke. So actually if anyone's listening and they have, they want to trade, uh, or they want to do, <laughs> can yeah. I use this platform to like outsource my, <laughs> yeah, my problem? Bro. But, uh, I w- shout out to the garbage. Yeah, right. I, uh, no, I want, yeah, I want those for just for like the history. I, I want them for like the moment. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's extra, but that's what it is. So I love it, dude. Well, you absolutely killed every single section of the podcast. There's nothing left to do, but to roll out the red carpet for you. Trace Garner, tell the people how they can find you and anything cool you got going on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. I'll start by saying thank you so much for, for having me here and getting to talk about this It is incredibly fun. Uh, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's, um, 98% my family. And then every, like you mentioned every once in a while, there's like a, a 40 story photo dump of just like fits over the past few weeks. I loved it, bro. Uh, I think we had already asked you to come on. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is like, this is solidifying okay, good. the reason. Because yeah. it was literally like just 40 yeah. 
fits. Like, I'll do the photo dump every once in a while of the fit. So, so IG is definitely it. Um, and then also, I think the thing that I want to push a lot of people to is, um, is, uh, is Good Measure, which is an organization that my buddy and I run. Uh, the handle is at, is at Find Good Measure. Um, and so that is a, that's an organization that we do creative sprints um, for, uh, for nonprofits for free. And so we do them in, in, in 72 hours. We do a brand, a video, a website for a nonprofit that needs it. Um, and given for COVID, it's like knocked out the past year and a half of events. We've done a few digital events and we're planning on kicking off some events uh, the first of the year. So uh, I would say Dope. follow that because we're going to do... We're gonna do one on the uh, on the West Coast, but then we're gonna come Central again and do one in, in the Central U.S. So, um, so stay tuned for things like that because they're wonderful, and I want to meet you. Let's go. Come we on. love it, Trace. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it truly was awesome, Garmy. We thank you for rocking with us every week. Your patience, your love, your engagement. We feel it. We leave you with this as always. It's blessings over stressings. Peace. Peace.